there, I'm Sarah, your natural endometriosis expert. Welcome to my podcast. This is the place to be for information, advice and tips on managing your endometriosis naturally. I've been managing my own endo now successfully for about 20 years and I've been running my own therapy business since 2008, helping others to do the same. If you're curious to cut through all the noise and rubbish that's out there and learn the key to managing endometriosis with minimal reliance on drugs and surgery, then this is the only podcast you'll need. Let's get started. Hello there. In this episode, we're going to be talking about egg freezing. This is on the back of last episode where I was talking about endometriosis and fertility and the impact that endo may or may not have on your fertility journey. Um, egg freezing is so important that I actually wanted to give it its own podcast because I think we should be talking about it a lot more than we actually do. Um, if you are one of the people who is concerned about their fertility journey with endometriosis, then this is a really, really viable potential option for you. And it's something that I certainly wasn't told about. And I know a lot of my clients aren't talked about, um, talked, talked through it either. So it's something that I really want people to become more aware of. Now, essentially, as I say, not everybody with endometriosis will have their fertility impacted. But if you are worried about it, please do speak to your doctor. Please do speak to your gynae, to your, to your um, consultant. Or speak to somebody like me who can give an alternative medicine view. Um, but there are things you can do in terms of improving your chances of fertility. And a lot of those things are trackable. So, for example, when you, when you first go and get your fertility levels, for want of a better word, um, analysed, you will have things like blood tests and scans. And what those blood tests and scans are doing are measuring the number of eggs you have left, so the number of eggs you have in reserve, essentially. They're measuring the, the womb lining at various points of your cycle. So a lot of things can actually be tracked. What we can't currently, currently find out at the moment is the quality of the eggs. So it may well be that you get to a certain point in, in your life and you decide you want to have children and all the other stats come back fine. You've got plenty of eggs, your, your womb's working, your, there's no blocks in your fallopian tubes, everything's looking healthy. But the one unknown factor is the quality of the eggs. Now this matters because the quality of the egg is really important when it comes to determining how successful the pregnancy is. It's only one of the factors, but it's a big factor. So for example, it can determine whether, whether implantation happens, it can determine the length of that implantation, it can determine the health of the embryo, it can determine the health of the child at the end of the pregnancy. So it's a really, really important factor. And as we get old, conventional medicine tells us that the quality of our eggs diminish. Essentially, we are born with a number of eggs um, in our reserve, and that doesn't change. Um, I say that doesn't change. Some won't make it through the cycles, um, but the, we, we never that number never increases. And conventional wisdom, conventional medicine will have us believe that the quality of these eggs de deteriorates over time. Um, and there is there is evidence to, to suggest that that is indeed the case. However, there is things you can do or there are things you can do to improve the quality of your eggs. However, unlike things like the number of eggs or the, the, the size of, of the lining or the thickness of the lining on the uterus, it's not measurable currently. So you can be doing all of these things for years and not actually know if you have good quality eggs. So... One of the things, and I was actually talking about this yesterday to a really good friend of mine, one of the things that we should be talking about is the option of 
freezing our eggs. And that's especially important when you've got endometriosis, because when you've got endo, you are pushed a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time you are pushed into making a decision about having children very early on in your life. Or even if it's not very early on, certainly sometimes earlier than you would like to make that decision. Sometimes people are told to, to try having to try having babies. Sometimes people feel as if they need to have babies now because their, their fertility in, in later life may be impacted. Some people are forced to make the decision that they never want to have children. And that's not necessarily a decision that they feel ready to make either. Whichever situation you're in, it's not a nice place to be. And it's at that point where the discussion about freezing eggs really should come to the fore because that is or can be a viable option for so many people. It can take a lot of the pressure off. Um, the options with frozen eggs are um, not just the obvious one in terms of um, re-implanting, if that's the word, the, the egg back into your own body, but you can also, down the line, if you wanted to look at things like surrogates, you could also have a, have a think about those options as well. It, that's the key. It gives you options. It gives you options that we should be talking about. Now, obviously, it may not be in line with your religious beliefs. It may not be in line with your ethical obligations or, 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 or moral, moral leanings. But for a lot of women, this is an option and we should be talking about it to those who are open to hearing about it. So essentially, when you're freezing your eggs, it is doing exactly that. It's harvesting your eggs, um, which I never know if that's a weird expression or not. It sounds a bit weird when you say it. But anyway, it's harvesting your eggs and freezing them. So that at some point in the future, you can access them and you can go through IVF in whatever form that looks like that you want to go through at the time where you are ready to start your fertility or your conception journey. Now, there's a few things to, to think about when you've got endometriosis. So the first thing is the quality of eggs is an issue or can be an issue with endo. So you've heard me talking previously about things like stagnation and inflammation and toxicity and all these things that, all these buzzwords that I come out with when we talk about endometriosis. And they are all things that can impact on the quality of eggs. So for example, if your endometriosis manifests in terms of cysts or you have adhesions or lesions around your fallopian tubes, around your ovaries, then there is a chance that your eggs, as they're developing through the cycle, then become, um, the, the quality is impacted by the level of toxicity in your abdomen, in and around your ovaries. It's a chance. It's not a given, but there is a chance. So the first thing to have a chat with your GP or your specialist about is exactly where your endometriosis is. Because if your endo isn't actually anywhere near your ovaries, if it's nowhere near your fallopian tubes, then you might not have an issue with egg quality. Again, there's no way of us knowing at the moment, but it's, it's less likely to be an issue if your endo is away from the areas where your eggs are stored and where they, they mature. It's less likely to be an issue. So that's the first thing to kind of get your head around. The second thing is the process of freezing the eggs. So essentially what happens is, for want of a better phrase, you undergo a mini kind of IVF treatment. So essentially what happens is the um, you, your, your specialist will give you drugs, essentially um, uh, injections, that's the word I was trying to find. You, you will have injections that will sort of turbo boost, in effect, your menstrual cycle. So what will happen is, and you may have heard stories of, of women undergoing IVF who have 20 plus eggs in one cycle, and that's exactly what happens. So these, these, um, these drugs 
essentially take over your menstrual cycle, they turbo boost your menstrual cycle, and they overstimulate the egg production that happens. Not to a dangerous level, that's always monitored, um, but they stimulate the, the egg production um, process to produce as many eggs as you possibly can in that one cycle. So then what happens, you go in for a mini operation where the eggs are harvested, which again is exactly as it sounds. They go in with a little tube, essentially, and harvest your eggs. And then your eggs are taken away and they are stored. Um, they are frozen, chemically frozen, in um, for, for any length of time that you want them to be frozen. You can access them at any time. Normally there's a cost to this as well, I should say as well. Um, it's not a free service that's currently offered on the NHS, although please do speak to your doctor because there may be um, things that can be done if you, if you are diagnosed with endometriosis, if it is an issue. So please do speak to your doctor. Don't assume that it's going to cost an absolute fortune. Please do speak to somebody who can give you some advice. So then what happens? Your eggs kind of sit there, frozen in time, frozen in quality, until you are ready to use them. So if you are... Um, thinking that you're not ready, if you feel as if you're being pushed into a decision about having children, or even if you feel that you're not being pushed, but you don't want to be pushed at any point, if you're just starting treatment, it's something to consider. The only thing I would say in terms of a warning or a slight risk is that the injections you have for the, um, for the let's call it the mini IVF, but for the, for the stimulation, will be very common to you if you've gone through any form of the implant or the like the pro strap injections because well it's kind of the same thing so if your endo and again not everybody's endo does react but if your endo reacts badly to the implant or to the hormonal injections then again speak to your specialist about um about maybe changing. There's different types of brands. There's different, slightly different um, reactions to, to the slightly different brands. So talk through what you know doesn't work. Talk through what you think might work. But just be wary that there is a chance with these injections that if your endo does react to the to the Prostrap and, and Zolodex and things like that, then there is a chance that you will um, stimulate your endo that you will reinvigorate your endometriosis but if you're doing everything else if you're understanding your endo if you're managing to manage your endo effectively then you should have um, relative success in making sure that that doesn't impact any further than it has to um, and just offset that against your your desire for for uh, to go down this route so I hope that helps. I had a fantastic conversation the other day with a lady who was considering freezing her eggs and it was a fascinating, a fascinating conversation to have because she came at it from a completely different point of view than I did. Um, I was never told about this when I was younger. I was never made aware that it was even an option for me. Um, knowing what I know now, would I make the same decision that, well, I was, I was not asked to make a decision because I didn't know about freezing my eggs, but... Um, I kind of think that I would have made a decision then that could have massively changed my life, but actually would I have done? I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer with this. It's entirely down to you and it's entirely down solely to your decision. It, this is your body. This is your journey. What freezing eggs does, although there's a risk that it might flare up your endo, what freezing your eggs does is maybe gives you a little bit more time before you make that decision if you're not ready to make the decision. It's an entirely... It's a horrible situation that we're put in. Um, 
that we have to think about and potentially make decisions that can impact on our fertility journey for the next 10, 20 years. So what freezing your eggs does is gives you those options. It is just another line to think about if you're not ready to categorically say yes or categorically say no to the big question about having children. It also thinks if you, um, so if, if you're a woman without endometriosis, then people will say, oh, it's all right, you're only whatever, 25, 27, 32, you've got plenty of time yet. Because endo can impact on our quality of, li uh, quality of life, well, yeah, it does that as well, but because endo can impact on our quality of eggs, um, then we may not have as long as people living without endometriosis. And I say may, because again, everybody's different. Um, but it just gives us, it kind of puts us then on a level playing field with everybody else. It gives us that option of saying, well, hang on, my eggs, are, whatever day you're on, your eggs are going to be the highest quality they're ever going to be. So wherever point in your, in your journey you are, you gives you that option of saying, well, okay, my eggs are a certain quality now. I want to preserve them at this quality so that I can then make the decision further down the line. As always, if you have any questions, please do reach out. Um, there are more options than most of us are ever told about. So please don't feel forced into making a decision about your fertility journey. Please do speak to your GP. If you don't like what your GP is saying, please speak to another GP. Please speak to your specialist, to your consultant. Please speak to somebody like me who can give you guidance on other options that are available. Whatever you choose to do, there are no right or wrong answers. The only right decision is whatever decision is right for you. But hopefully this podcast gives you hope that there are possibly more options than you've been told about. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can also leave a review too to help spread the word to managing endometriosis naturally to as many people as possible. That is my mission. And if this podcast has inspired you to take the next step to managing your own endometriosis successfully, then please head over to my website, naturalendometriosisexpert.com, to see different ways of working with me to bring that dream of living without endometriosis one step closer. Or, for less than the price of a posh coffee a month, you can also become a patron to this podcast and get access to a load more endometriosis resources, as well as my monthly endometriosis clinic question and answer session. See you next time.